Artists lost and found. Artists creating through centuries against all odds. Artists Lost and Found is a podcast created for and by artists. Bringing you legends, tales of wisdom from our artist ancestors, the ancients. And you'll hear stories and interviews with the modern working artists of today. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Barbara Gregson, a working theater artist, author, and director, and one of the producers of this podcast, Our Artists Lost and Found, along with uh, Gregson Theater and Friends and musician, composer, and sound engineer, Eric Porter. Artists Lost and Found is created and recorded at our studio in beautiful Shenango County, New York. And here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Episode 5 of Till Eulenspiegel Returns, Part 3, Till's first solo performance. If you have not heard the previous episodes of Till Eulenspiegel Returns, please do so. Starting with Episode 3, Part 1, Till Leaves Home, and Episode 4, Part 2, His Apprenticeship in Marburg Castle. We have chosen to tell Till's story, who was a jester and performer, who lived and performed throughout the lowlands, Germany, Denmark, Netherlands, and Belgium during the 1300s. He lived through the Great Famine in 1317 and worked during the bubonic plague of 1347 to 1350. He is an inspiration to all of us artists trying to survive and make a living today during our plague, the pandemic of 2020. So here we go. a sunny Sunday in June after the services in the chapel and the midday meal. The workers of the castle, the page boys and kitchen staff were outside of the kitchen by the storerooms and stables playing games and having an afternoon break. When Till came out with his rope, he looked up and saw the perfect place to practice his rope walking and try some new acrobatics. He went up the stairs of the storeroom to the second floor window, leaned out of the open window and tied his rope to a great iron hook placed there for the pulley. He tied the knot and waved to all and announced he would begin his show shortly. 
Then he threw the other end of the rope over to the other storeroom window and ran down the stairs to the next storeroom window. Up he went to secure the other end. Casper, an older page boy, who was jealous of Till's fortune and fame in the castle, decided to play a joke on him. He whispered to his friends his plans, then quickly ran up to the first storeroom window opposite Till, who was busy tying the rope and announcing his upcoming show. Casper loosened the knot, then ran down the stairs and out under the courtyard to watch Till fall and make a fool of himself. Till took out his little trumpet, blew a few notes, and proceeded to climb out the window onto the rope. He carefully tiptoed out to the center and was about to lift one hand over his head and lift one leg as if to leap into the air when he fell 20 feet down into the horse's water trough. Some children laughed, some cried out, and some friends came running over to help him, such as Greta and Gunter, his trumpet teacher, who had come to watch the show. Luckily for Till, he was fine, not having fallen too far down and into water. Then he sat up with his cap askew, the donkey ears of his cap in front of him, crooked. Then he jumped up, brushed the water from his clothes, fixed his cap and said, Thank you, kind sirs, for the bath. I needed it and bath. All laughed and clapped except for Casper and his friends, who booed and jeered. In a loud voice, Till said, Don't go away! That was just the beginning. I will be back in one hour to finish the show. And with that, he proceeded to jump out of the trough and run into the kitchen and up six flights of stairs to change his costume. In exactly one hour, Till returned, wearing a leather apron, with a big pocket in front and a dry costume and said in a loud voice standing on a stone table outside of the kitchen door I will perform a most magical feat if you will all give me your shoes I promise to dance with them no matter how large or small they are and if not I will do all of your chores for one week as he pointed to Casper and his friends. Whoever will give me their shoes, I will do their chores. If I do not do what I say, I will do. They looked at each other and said, how can he dance on a, on a, on a rope with shoes that don't fit him? Let's give him our shoes and he'll have to do all of our chores next week. That'll serve him right. <laughs> Till said, now bring me your shoes, which they proceeded to do. So about 20 of the children took off their shoes and 20 of the older folks and brought them over to Till. Till was barely able to stuff them all in the front pocket of his apron. He did as many as he could. Then with Greta's help, he climbed up the stairs and retied the end of the rope that had been tampered with leaving Greta there to keep watch and guard the knot. Then he rushed downstairs to the other end of the rope in the other storeroom window, making sure that he had a very secure knot. 
at this end. And off he went onto the rope. There was a huge crowd below now looking up 20 feet above their heads until dancing and swaying on the rope and next they saw their shoes in his apron pocket dancing, overflowing, and some started falling out and flew up into the air. Then Till proceeded to throw some above his head, juggle some of them, until they all tumbled to the ground, hitting some folks on the head and some landing in the water trough below, others in manure. When all the shoes were gone from his apron, Till took a bow, to much laughter and the cries of the young pages and bullets with boos and shouts. Then Till said in his loudest voice, There you have it. I promise to dance with your shoes. You can imagine the chaos while everyone tried to find 40 pairs of different shoes, some looking like each other, some sopping wet or covered in horse manure, and many arguments ensued. Casper shouted up to him while he was fighting for his boots. You didn't keep your promise. But I did, said Till. I said I would dance with your shoes, which I did, not in your shoes. Good day, good folks, he said. And with that, he ran off the tightrope into the window and down the stairs. Greta ran down her flight of stairs and quickly ran to Till and took him through the back of the storeroom to a secret tunnel into the castle. As he ran with Greta, he heard a mixture of laughter and cheers and angry arguments and even fistfights broke out. Till made it into Joachim's rooms where he stayed for a week. Till was not aware, but Joachim had been watching the entire performance on that Sunday from a back castle window, three flights up above the kitchen, and realized that Till was almost ready to end his apprenticeship and head out into the world. Two years would be up in a few months, and he thought with some sadness it was time for Till's final test. Thank you all for listening. Please go to our website, artistslostandfound.com and or our Facebook page, Artist Lost and Found Podcast, for more information about our stories and the work that we are doing. And special thanks to our sponsor, the Shenango Arts Council of Norwich, New York. Shenango Arts Council has exciting new member benefits for all of their members and new opportunities for artists to work. So call Executive Director Alicia O'Neill for information at 607-336-2787 or go to their website, shenangoarts.org. Artists Lost and Found was recorded in our Shenango County studio. Music was created, played, recorded, and edited by Eric Porter. PR and marketing by Shauna Stevenson, and I am your host, Barbara Gregson, saying goodbye and see you soon.